Truth and Coffee with Tam. There's no better way to start a day than with truth and a few cups of coffee. Good evening. It's Friday and welcome back to Truth and Coffee, the podcast. I have missed you all so much. Do you hear me? Recording this podcast has become one of my favorite things to do and to watch God multiply what's being released uh, through this podcast has been just the icing on the cake. I'm so excited about how many of your lives are being redirected um, into the direction of what I believe God has called you to do, wants you to do, and desires for you. And that makes my heart ever so glad that God would entrust me with some of his most precious gifts in the world. So I'm so grateful for our time together. And I am sorry that I missed you on Tuesday. Now, let me tell you what happened. I recorded what I would like to believe was probably the best in my own eyes podcast of the entire season and I was so excited to drop it and when I put it into the editing software to insert the intro and the outro I was listening to the playback and noticed this humming sound now I do not know what I had done but that thing was throughout the entire podcast just hum hum it looked like a chord wasn't in straight I don't know but I was so frustrated and just didn't have time to re-record it. And my plan was to re-record it on Tuesday, but the day had just gotten away from me and this week has just been absolutely nonstop. And so I was unable to do it before today. But as soon as I got home today, I said, let me sit down and let me release this word. And I just believe that God is going to breathe on it again, like he did on Monday. And it's going to meet its intended target And so today I want to talk about something my father said to me that just really stirred my spirit. And we were having a conversation on Sunday and I was sharing with him how incredibly grateful I am. Like I'm just overflowing with gratitude towards my God and what he has done in my life. And when the Bible says that any man who be who is in Christ Jesus becomes a new creature, that the old things have passed away, behold, all things become new. That scripture is the reflection of my life. And people who knew me 10 years ago, who have watched me come into this level now, have absolutely had their faith strengthened by the power of God's resurrection uh, and the power of his blood because I am not who I was. I don't even look like that girl anymore. I don't sound like her anymore. And the fruit of my life is indicative that I have in fact been changed. And it speaks to the power of God in the life of one who just surrenders. And then people who meet me in this stage in my life, when I share my testimony, cannot believe that I have done the things that I have done. I have been the places I have been. I have said the things that I have said. I have encountered the things that I have encountered. It baffles their mind, which yet again is just another testament to the power of the resurrection of Jesus. And I was sharing with my father how grateful I have been and how grateful I will forever be for the God who saved me and would allow me to use his 
power to transform lives, to shift and move and to speak into the lives of other people, to encourage them and to let them know that because God is no respecter of person, what he has done in my life, he is more than willing and more than able to do in yours. And for those of you who are finding yourself in a hard place, those of you who might be thinking that it's too late for you, that you've done too much wrong in your life, that you are not, um, you know, worth, you're not, you're not worthy that you are not, um, you can't add anything to what God, any type of thought that would set itself up against the fullness of how much God loves you. I want you to know that the savior is still saving. He is still redeeming. He is still restoring. He is still reconciling. And if you would just become resolved to submit your life to him, he will do the unbelievable just like he did for me. And I just wanted you to be encouraged that there is purpose on your life. There is assignment on your life. And there are some specific things that God has created you and you alone to do and that there are people in the world waiting on you to show up and so I don't that was for somebody today because I didn't even plan on saying that but I just want you to be encouraged that God specializes in cleaning up messes that he specializes with taking fragmented pieces of a life and putting it on his potter's wheel and reshaping it and reforming it and transforming it into something it never knew that it could be and that is the testament of my life and as I was sharing with my father how overwhelmed with gratitude I was for God being able to use my life in the way that he has and how he was opening up so many doors for me that I have just had my mind blown these last few weeks and my father said to me he said to Mia he said you have been faithful in the small place and because you've been faithful in the small place God knows he can trust you in the large place and that thing just wrecked me do you hear me I was just ugly crying because it was a reminder to myself that faithfulness matters to God. It's not perfection because he knows we won't always get it right, but it's our commitment to be faithful with where he's called us to. And a lot of us are never going to get to where God desires for us to be because we're not effectively stewarding our right now. You have got to learn, and I think I talked about this a few podcasts ago, how to live faithfully in the present moment while also pursuing the future. And it's a paradigm that's not easy, but if you're going to ever get to where God desires for you to be, it's necessary to do that. And that's really what I want to talk about today is being faithful where you are, but more than being faithful, it's also about stewarding your right now. By definition, stewardship is the job of supervising or taking care of something. Listen again. Stewardship is about conducting, supervising, or managing something to be especially careful and responsible 
and responsibly manage something that has been entrusted into your care. Now, the reason why I'm making mention of that is because when we talk about being faithful, faithfulness requires a level of responsibility. And when you are incapable or when you fail to effectively steward your right now, I'm talking about your time, your talent, your resources, right? When you don't effectively steward your money, why would God give you more? When you don't effectively steward your time, why would God elevate you and promote you? When you don't effectively steward your resources, why would he put more in your hand? God is looking for more than just faithfulness. He's looking for stewardship. And one of the things that he's especially looking for us to steward, that and that is our potential. Our potential by definition, and this is what Dr. Miles Monroe says, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, who was probably one of the most gifted men of our time. He defined potential as existing in possibility, capable of development into actuality. And he went on to say that potential is all you can be, but have not yet become all you can do, but have not yet done how far you can reach, but have yet reached what you can accomplish, but have not yet accomplished. That potential is unexposed ability. It's still hidden and latent power. Now, latent by definition is present and capable of emerging or developing, but not now visible, obvious or active. And what he's really saying is that potential is the ability and the power to manifest what is possible. Many of us, no, I'm going to say all of us, none of us have any clue about what's on the inside of us. We have some inclinations. We have some thoughts about it, right? Because we've scratched the surface of our possibility, but we have not sought the face of God enough to have the potential of really what's on the inside of us to be exposed. We have not positioned ourselves in our seek that's strong enough for him to be able to trust us with visions of the future, right? Where our potential manifests and it becomes all that it is. And so when we don't effectively steward our potential, when we're not responsible for our potential, when we don't spend time developing our gifts, developing our talents, studying, um, seeking him, worshiping him, praising him, right? All of these things is what positions us to be one whom God can trust. God wants to release to you possibilities beyond your mind's greatest comprehension, right? The things that God has placed on the inside of you, they're not just for you. They're to advance his kingdom and they are to ensure that his will is accomplished in the earth. But you will never be able to participate in what God created you to do until you show yourself trustworthy with what he's already given you. Now, many of us are praying and believing and asking God for things that he knows we can't handle, which is why we haven't gotten it. And the reason why he knows we can't handle it is because we're having a difficult time handling our right now. And when my father reminded me last Sunday that I had been faithful, what the spirit of God was saying to me is that I've watched how you have managed the small place. And, and I wasn't really believing God for the things that he's done. This is the unexpected stuff he's done. Okay. 
exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could have ever asked or thought. And you know, your girl has a vivid imagination. So this was incredible. But what my father was reminding me of in that moment, he was being led by the spirit of God to remind me that every place I go, I must increase in my stewardship and increase in my faithfulness to the call on my life. And I must also commit to developing the potentials that still are existing in possibility within me. And because God is always doing a work in us, there is always something for us to work on. So we are never without anything to steward over. We are never without anything to be responsible for. We are never without anything to be faithful to. And so one of the passages of scripture that really talks about the power of stewardship can be found in the book of Matthew chapter 25. And Jesus was telling the parable of the three servants. And the reason why I want to address or not address, the reason why I want to read this scripture or use this text today is because I think that there is such a revelation in why it is important for us to be responsible with what God has given us and not just about us being responsible, but there's a level of expectation that God has of us to do something with what he's placed in our hand. And it goes back to the idea of the seeds. And when you think about seeds, for those of us who are not farmers, when I see seeds on the ground, they don't, um, When I see seeds on the ground, it doesn't cause me to think, oh, my gosh, look at the richness of what can be, you know, because I'm not I'm not a farmer. So I'll keep walking past some seeds. But to a farmer, the seed is representative of a harvest that has not yet come. And so a lot of times we will walk over things that are still in seed form or we won't garner attention towards things that are still in seed form because our eyes can't see past what has not yet become. And so a lot of times when we're looking at ourselves, we're still seeing ourselves in seed form. And if you don't recognize the power of being in seed form, then you're never going to nurture and develop and commit yourself to developing what's on the inside of you because you don't see the harvest that is not yet coming. And that is really my encouragement for us today is to understand that you are just existing in possibility, that the thing that God created you to do nobody can do but you and there are people in this world who are in crisis waiting for you to show up yes I know you've had some issues yes I know you've had some circumstances yes I know you've had some setbacks yes I know you've been set up and you've been talked about and your name has been dragged through the mud and there are people that don't believe in you and people who have talked down to you and people who have said you are unworthy and people who have violated you and disrespected you and didn't care for you people who dropped you I know your parents had some struggles and some issues I know there's some generational things that are traveling through your bloodline But none of that can stand against the weight of the resurrection power of Jesus. And the world is waiting on you. 
The Bible says that we are to be the salt and the light in the earth and we are to illuminate that in the earth and we are in some very dark days and we are in some very dark times and I want to encourage you to let your light so shine that the world needs you, everything about you and God because he's in the business and specializing in cleaning up the messes that he is able to take the broken pieces of your life, the fragmented parts of your soul and he's able to put them on the powder's wheel for those of us who are willing to submit and he will transform the broken pieces of your life into something so new something so new I don't know if I said that already but I just sense that in my spirit to repeat it again there are many of you who can't see past your right now and what the enemy wants to do is he wants to keep you blinded by what is in front of this mountain And one of the things the Lord gave me the revelation about a few weeks ago was when the scripture talks about we look to the hills from which cometh our help. The Lord began to show me that when we look up, then I can't see what's directly in front of me. See, what's directly in front of us are the things that the enemy uses as stumbling blocks and he sets up these like tacks on the ground to trip us up and if we're looking ahead at what's trying to kill us what's trying to destroy us then we will become so paralyzed by fear that we will be unwilling to take a step forward but when I look to the hills from which my help cometh if I'm looking up I certainly can't see what's in front of me my God today That's a word. If I'm looking up, then I don't have to be terrified by what's in front of me. Why? Because my gaze is on him. And because he is so big, because he is so great, because he is the most high God, because he is sovereign and nothing can thwart his plans, that my looking at him opens up the ears of my understanding to see him and to become everything that he says that I am. I don't even know how I got here, but I felt such a tug from the spirit of God. So I know that this is for someone you needed to hear this. And I want you to know that God has not forgotten about you, that God has not abandoned you, nor has he forsaken you. But God is just waiting for you to return to him. And so often When we find ourselves in challenging situations, our first resort is to try to figure it out on our own. And then once we exhaust all of our ideas, then we turn to God. But this is the encouragement. The Savior, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords should forever be our first resort. That whenever good things happen, I should be thanking him. Whenever I run into challenge and circumstance, I should be seeking him first before I talk to anyone else. Why? Because I serve the God who knows the end before the beginning. And he is a God who can give me instructions. Right? The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That because I'm looking up, I can't see what's in front of me, but I have clarity to hear him order my steps and so when he says take a left I'm walking around the issue my God today that's trying to come for me but because I'm looking at him I can't see that thing and because I can't see what's in front of me I have nothing to fear My God, today, there is somebody listening that has allowed yourself to be paralyzed by fear because you have stopped looking up. 
And I believe that God wants to use this podcast to reaffirm for you that number one, he's not leaving you. Number two, victory is already yours. And number three, just return to him. My God today, let that be a word of encouragement to return to him. The spirit of the Lord has led this today because I don't even know how I got here. And I know I said that because it just in my mind, I'm saying, wait, I got to get back to my notes, but I don't want to do that because I feel like there is something that God wanted to release in this hour. And I believe um, that I have done what I sense the spirit of the Lord asking of me to do. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, how we honor you today, how we extol you today, how we magnify you today, how we bless you today. We honor you above every circumstance, every situation, every setup, every setback, everything that is trying to keep us from lifting up our eyes to the hills from which our help cometh. We thank you that you are the lifter of our heads. We thank you that you are a burden bearer. We thank you for being a mind regulator. We thank you for being Jehovah Jireh. Everything we need, we shall have. We thank you for being Jehovah Nisi. You are our banner, that you stand in victory for us. We thank you that you are the God of our peace and your word declares that you will keep in in perfect peace, those whose minds are stayed on you. We are grateful, Father God, that your compassion fails not. We thank you that it is new every morning. We are grateful for your grace that allows us to keep walking, Father God, even when we've made errors, even when we've made bad decisions. We thank you that your mercy overtakes us every day, oh God, that we have the right to begin again, Father God. We're grateful that your word declares that if we repent, if we confess with our mouth that we have erred, that you will cast our sins as far as the east is to the west and remember them no more. We are grateful that because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, we have access to eternal life and we have access to the new life while we are yet in the land of the dying on our way to the land of the living. I thank you right now, Father God, for every person who is listening, Father God, who is under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Father God, that you have opened up the eyes of their understanding. I thank you, Father God, that you have allowed this word to penetrate their hearts, Father God, to take captive their minds, Father God, and cause them to come into right focus, Father God, that they will resubmit their hearts to you, resubmit their minds to you, resubmit their decisions to you, resubmit their lives to you, Father God, that you will be able, Father God, to develop the fullness of possibility you've placed on the inside of them. I speak right now, Father God, to every thought that is in the mind of your people, Father God, that is trying to rob them of your peace, rob them of your joy, rob them of their future. We know who our enemy is, oh God, and we know that his desire and his plan is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But today, Father God, we sever the roots, we uproot, Father God, and sever every tie, Father God, of every plan, every plot, every scheme, every tactic of Satan, Father God, to destroy what you have placed on the inside of them, oh God. We declare that their minds, Father God, will not cause them to go crazy. We declare, Father God, that every thought that is not yours will be taken captive, Father God, and come subject under the blood of Jesus. We thank you right now, Father God, that the uh, the load that they are carrying, that they will cast it on you, Father God, because you care for them. We ask right now, oh God 
that you will meet them, Father God, in a fresh way, oh God, that you will remind them, oh God, that you are with them, that you do not have any plans on leaving them. You have no plans of forsaking them. Your word says in Psalm chapter 139, David said, where can we go to escape your spirit? That if you know when I'm laying down, you know when I get up, you know the thoughts I think before they even enter into my mind. You know the numbers of hair, the numbers of hairs on my head, oh God, and you for you to be that concerned about us, Father God, what kind of love is that? Let them be immersed in your love today in a fresh way, oh God. Let them know, Father God, how much you care for them, how much you desire to see them walk out the fullness of what you have created them to be, Father God, and what you have called them to do. I thank you, Father God, that today will be the first day of the rest of their lives, oh God. We say no. Father God, to any thought that would tell us to quit, we say no to any thought that would tell us to give up. We say no to every thought that would tell us that we are unworthy of what you have planned for us. We say no to every issue that tries to come to rob us of what you died to give us. We say no, Father God, to every decision that will keep us away from your perfect plan for our lives, God. And we say yes to your will. We say yes to your way. We say yes to your love. We say yes to your direction. We say yes to your leadership over our lives, oh God. We we call you Savior, Father God. But more than that, we want to declare you to be Lord over our lives, oh God. We want to turn over the owner's deeds, Father God, to our own lives, back into your hand, oh God. Because you know more about us, Father God, than we could ever know about ourselves. You know the future before it happens. It has already been written in your books in heaven, O God, and we just want to come back under perfect alignment, Father God, for your desires for our lives. And we give you the glory right now, God. We give you the honor right now, and we just give you a fresh yes today, O God. We give you a fresh yes today, O God. We say, have your way in our lives, O God. Do the new thing you want to do, O God, that we will be um, that we will be fully operational in our gifts, fully operational in our talents, fully operational in our skills that will advance your kingdom and ensure that your will is done in the earth, oh God. We say yes again, oh God, and we say thank you. I pray right now, Father God, for your peace to rest on them right now, oh God. I pray that the scales be removed from their eyes, oh God, that they will be able to see clearly, that they will be able to see clearly, Father God, the plans that you have for them, to prosper them, to give them a hope and a future. We declare all of these things to be so and shall not be otherwise in the only name that matters. And that is the name of the undeniably powerful, sovereign, King of all kings, Lord of all lords, Redeemer, Master, and Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. It is my sincere hope and prayer that you allow this word to permeate you and that you will carry it with you this week, knowing that you are existing in possibility and there is more that God has in store for you and it shall not be otherwise. You have to begin to talk to yourself when those thoughts come into your mind to try to cause you to forfeit your future. You have to take captive the thoughts, call them out, and begin to declare the word of God, the truth, the infallible truth, the eternal and everlasting truth. And the only thing to combat a lie is the truth. 
Find you some scriptures this week. Declare them over your life. The Bible says that you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Decree what God has already said about you. Declare his promises for your life. Submit yourself under his hand, under his correction, under his direction and his leading. And watch your life become more than you ever thought that it could be. I am a living witness that God is able to do the exceedingly and the abundantly according to the power that worketh in you. Now, I want you to be blessed this week. Review Psalm 91 to yourself. And I also want you to pre-read Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14 to about verse 30, and allow that to minister to you this week. And last but not least, do something this week that your future self will thank you for. I love you. I'm praying that you have a strong week uh, next week, and I will catch you for real on time on Tuesday. Don't forget to share if this blessed you. Let somebody else be blessed and encourage them to keep going. Just one foot in front of the other, one decision at a time. Mm -hmm.